0: Have you ever wanted to camp out in the middle of the Redwood Forest and get drunk and dance around naked around a large bonfire at the foot of a 40-foot tall stone owl? I'm sure some of you have wanted to do this all your life. Well, go no further, my friends. Today, we'll tell you exactly how you can do this because you can join a club exclusively made for powerful men to gather and discuss how they will form the future of our country. Hello my conspiracy nuts and you know exactly who you are. This is Byron Dice and you're listening to Let's get to the bottom of that podcast, probably the best show on the internet where each week I am joined by Mike and Jason and we will cover a topic that has been left out in the public square, unattended and covered with questions from the official story. Today is episode 19, The Bohemian Club. So my critical free thinkers, get your tin foil hats. Sit back, relax, and let's get to the bottom of that. Dice Man Enterprises exclusively presents a talk show that will get to the bottom of things once and for all. And now here's your host for Let's Get to the Bottom of That, Three Weirdos on a Mic. What is up? I am Byron Dice. Welcome back to another edition of Let's Get to the Bottom of That. I'm one of the three weirdos. I have in studio with me, Mike. What's up, everybody? One of the other three weirdos, but we're missing one of the weirdos today. Only two weirdos on the mic today. Yeah, two weirdos on a mic. Jason is uh, at an undisclosed location doing something important for us. Yes. Investigative journalist. Uh, I'm sure he'll be back in the saddle next week. Uh, We miss you, Jason, Uh, and I'm sure you had a lot to bring to the table for today's discussion, which is the Bohemian Club. Yeah. Uh, so far, this is the third installment of our uh, Secret Society series. I hope that you have enjoyed the two that we put out so far, which has been the Masons. That really got a lot of lot of traction. And then last, uh, well, actually yesterday or last week, uh, we just released the Illuminati. Yep. Which... Um, That was a deep topic. So, the further I do research on these things, uh, the more queasy my stomach gets. Yeah. Because it gets really dark. Last week was really dark talking
1: about blood drinking. Yeah, it changes your whole worldview when you start diving into these topics. Exactly,
0: dude. Real quick, I want to tell everybody that uh, uh, listens on YouTube, uh, because we are on YouTube, and we're also on Rumble. So, if you happen to, uh, if that's all that you listen to is on YouTube, uh, if you... See that a show has not been published on a Friday, because we publish every Friday at 9 a.m. If you see that a show is not out there on a Friday, just go over to our Rumble channel, because we've probably been swatted down. Yep, it's starting already. So that happened um, our second episode from this podcast. January 6th, we got a strike.
1: Yes, we did. Because they
0: didn't like what we said about that. Right. So... Um, I just got a strike today, and the Illuminati has been taken down off our YouTube site uh, because um, medical misinformation was used. Yep. I'm not sure what we talked about, and specifically, they were talking about uh, COVID vaccines. They said that we said something that went against their guidelines with COVID vaccines, and I already um, appealed this, and they said our review has confirmed that this content violates YouTube's community guidelines. There's no further appeal is possible. So we are down for seven days. We can't uh, upload live stream or post or do anything on YouTube. So,
1: and you're not going to be able to find that video on YouTube ever, right?
0: Right. Okay. You you can't find it. Uh, So uh, if you like listening on a video platform, which a lot of you do on YouTube, just go over to our rumble uh, you can go to Rumble dot com and just type in in the search bar. I've searched for it myself. Uh, we're right there. Just type in. Let's get to the bottom of that. We're the first one that comes up. It's a very unique name. Yep. Um, not a lot of people have that as a a title or a name of a show. Um, and just click on it. Follow us over there, and then you can uh you can listen to the the podcast from Rumble.
1: Yep. And this episode might have already gotten a a strike as well because <laughs> we said the word that you're not allowed to say. <laughs>
0: Right. Oh, no. The V word. That's weird because we didn't even plan on saying it in the Illuminati, and I don't remember saying it, I but I had to say it here to tell them about the strike, and now I actually will probably get strike for this yeah, one, Yeah, because
1: I, I think they just hone in on that word. That's one of the words. Vaccines. That, yep. So there's a well, chance you might need to listen to this one on Rumble as well. Yeah, probably. Or Spotify.
0: Yeah. Well, this so far, this is a audio podcast. We haven't done video that's probably coming in the future once we uh, upgrade uh, to some certain things that would allow us to do that, right. Uh, but right now it is audio only. Uh, and most of the platforms, uh, the biggest one is Spotify. That's where most of our listeners are coming from. Apple's the number two. So Apple and Spotify are biggest two platforms out there. You can get you can get us everywhere. Um, there's like 11 platforms. If you go to our anchor page, uh, which I post out, or if you go to our website, bottomofthat.com, there is a slew of platforms that if you listen to one of those, and you, hey, I listen on uh, Stitcher, that's all I listen to. We're on Stitcher, and you can click on the link and click it. I mean, right it's on. there. well uh, I said all that to say, you know, because most of our following is not on YouTube. It's it's very minimal, but a lot of people will Listen to to YouTube because that's their favorite platform. Right. And a lot of people just listen to podcasts on there. So that being said, um, oh, by the look, I know I say this every week, but this is important. Since we are just getting our our baby feet under this podcast, we're still toddlers. We're walking this thing out. um, Do me a favor. Since Spotify is the biggest platform, go to Spotify. Spotify? It's a fly on the wall. It's a spot. Uh, Go to Spotify, and there is a follow button. If you would click the follow button, then there's a bell that you can click, and it will notify you when we upload a new episode. And there's also a rating that you can give us. There's a star. All it says is rating, and then the next page that comes up, there's five stars. You can rate us one to five and then hit submit. That way we'll know that people are out there and they're rating our show. You can also do this on Apple. If you go to Apple, there is a subscribe or a follow button, which will alert you when we upload something new. And you can also write reviews. They go little, they go a little further than Spotify. You can actually write a review about our show
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: give us a, a, a five-star rating.
1: Good deal. Awesome. Because
0: I feel that we are five stars at this point.
1: I feel like we uh, are as well.
0: Yeah, five and a half. I uh, want to give a shout out to Edward McQueen. He was on the show when we did Bigfoot. Yep. And uh, he's a listener of the show. And when we did the JFK episode, I remember talking about this, about uh, I was kind of confused. And I thought Oswald was an idiot because when he shot the police in the theater, it mentioned in the article I was reading something about his webbing, his thumb webbing, getting caught between the hammer and the gun, the firing pin. Mm -hmm. And I thought he was an idiot, and I made fun of him because I thought... (laughs) Who shoots a gun and gets their own hand up there? Yeah, exactly. So that's what I thought. Edward, thank you for correcting me. He said he was listening to the episode, and he thought that uh, I may have misunderstood, which I did because I thought it was dumb when I read the article, so I did misunderstand. Uh, Ed says, I'm suspecting that the hand that stopped the gun from going off was the cop that arrested him in the theater With those old revolvers, it's a common technique that was taught at the time to grab the top of the gun and jam the gun from firing with the webbing of your hand over the back of the gun so the hammer can't hit the bullet. That's just my two cents. The rest has been awesome. Thanks. Keep it up.
1: Appreciate that,
0: Edward McQueen. That clears that up completely.
1: Ed McQueen, friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. Thank Thank you you for
0: clearing that up because I made fun of Oswald. He had already shot somebody. Right. He'd already shot somebody on the way to the, the theater, so it didn't make sense for me to go, and that's why I was making fun of him. I'm like, what kind of idiot is this? But it was the cop that stopped it, so makes sense. All right, what else we got? Uh, let's talk about Bohemian Club.
1: Let's do it. Let's get um, into
0: it. So the reason we're, this is our uh, third installment of Secret Societies. I will say this. This one here is a secret society, but is, it's not so secret.
1: If you catch what I mean, Mm -hmm.
0: there's there's a lot of information. Um, You can can find it on the map. If you go to Google Maps and just type in Bohemian Grove, you can find out where the grove is. Mm -hmm. It's in the Redwood Forest in California. What district is this? Uh, Monterio. Yeah. It's in Monterio. Uh, it, It is beside the Russian River. You can find it, okay? And... Um, Alex Jones actually infiltrated this, this club yep. back in 2000 Yep, and he made a video and you can't find it on YouTube. Of I course. think you can only find it on BitChute.
1: Yeah. And maybe it Rumble. may
0: be on Rumble. I don't yeah. know. But the one you sent me, Mike was on BitChute Yeah, I went there and looked at it and it was there. So he put that out, actual footage, and he actually came up the river, landed on the bank and got in and acted like he was one of the members. Right. He got in a truck, yeah.
1: How awkward was that? Yeah, seriously.
0: How would he said he was he was scared.
1: Yeah, I would be too. Cause yeah, I guess when you first approach the grove, they have that one road, right? That says like not a through road or something like That's that. That's right. Or like private road it's or something. It's the
0: Bohemian Highway.
1: Yeah. And so he had to get around that to get into the main parking lot first. And then from yeah. there he, he took that shuttle or whatever to the actual grove itself. Yeah.
0: And he got in there with other other members. Yes. And he had, to, I guess, chit chat with them and, yeah, and
1: they're talking talk about talk about
0: Grove stuff.
1: Yeah, and they're talking about like how much did the robe cost? Remember that? Yeah. Like, like all all that stuff. I want
0: one of those robes. Yeah. Just because. <laughs>
1: you want one of those? Yeah.
0: Uh, but anyway, you can find it. It that's what I mean. It's not so secret. It is, it is a place. What's secretive is how you get in mm-hmm. and what they talk about. Right. Now, we do have footage of some of the ceremonies that we're gonna talk about today. That's not secret because Alex Jones actually uh, uncovered it, and people have, have stated this is what goes on. There's a ceremony, and we're going to talk about that, but there's probably – they're here for two weeks yep. out of the year,
1: mm-hmm. and mid, you said mid-summer, mid, right? Yeah, mid-July. Is Mid-July when they, is when they do it.
0: And it's $25,000 a year. That's your dues, right? Yeah, to get, so it, every to year, get
1: in, it's got a high price tag. Yep.
0: Do you, you think that's, that's not just to get in. You probably have to pay that every year, correct?
1: I'm assuming so. That could be membership dues for the... Somebody's Norwegian got to Club. pay those security guards. They do, yeah.
0: And so $25,000. So this is for the people that I mentioned earlier that want to dance around a stone owl yep. naked. If you got $25,000 and you can wait 15 years, mm-hmm. the waiting list is 15 years. Which now, is I don't crazy. know what that means. Does that mean you got to wait 15 years? Or that means there's that, that many people? are That's where it's at right now of, of people getting in.
1: Right. That, that's how I understand that when I hear about the, the waiting list. So my understanding is that the Bohemian Club is an invite-only club, uh, primarily male membership. Males-only. Uh, yes. How and, do you feel
0: about that, females?
1: Yeah, they're, they're probably pretty upset about right, it. Probably. Yeah, even if you got the money, you can't come in.
0: I'll guarantee you, there, if we do some more research, there's probably a female version of this.
1: There could be. There has to be. Because that, that was one thing that Alex brought up in his um, documentary where he was going over the Grove is like, um, you know, we're well aware of the Bohemian Grove and what the Bohemian Club has been doing there. We have some information about, on it. But he bets a lot of the uh, – there's a lot of other secret meetings off the record that we don't even know about.
0: Oh, absolutely. Which
1: I 100% agree with.
0: Now, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into some, some reading, some quotes here in a minute, um, there, there's two weeks – that they go here and they actually can't, there's actually tents that are set up for them. They don't have to bring a tent, right? Yeah. It's it's, like a, it's a, like a shelter. It is a tent. It's not buildings. It's a tent, but it's on like a wooden platform. It's not on the dirt. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So they sleep in these things. And from what I've heard, they get extremely drunk.
1: That's what I've heard as well. All the
0: time. Yep. I mean, just for the two weeks, extremely drunk. And um, we'll get into the, uh, the the ceremony in a minute. Yeah, uh, I I'm was gonna...
1: reading other drugs as well. Oh, but, are there? Yeah, I was reading acid. I'm sure acid is pretty uh, abundant there. Is what I, is what I heard. Oh,
0: speaking of acid, I don't know if you told me about this. Is off topic. Uh, that show Wormwood.
1: Oh, uh, what is that?
0: Oh my gosh, you got! I just found it last night on on Netflix. Wormwood. It's a, wormwood. It's Is a, that what it, they put
1: in absinthe or whatever?
0: No, that's in, it's in the Bible. It's in Revelations where a star comes down and, and busts up the planet, and oh, okay. the star's name's Wormwood. Gotcha. Um, I don't know how that ties into <laughs> this scientist um, threw himself out of a building in 1955, and uh, they were experimenting on the scientist with LSD.
1: Okay, you're talking about MKUltra now. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I'm familiar that's what, Okay, with
0: so this was a specific dude anyway. I don't know why I went off on Oh, because you said LSD. uh, That's where I went. That's where my mind went because I just watched it last night. Okay. It's actually a series. You can check that out. Okay. Good to know. Um, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Were you finished with that thought process? Yeah,
1: I was finished with it. You just said, you know, they get quite drunk. And I was like, okay, also other drugs as well. I heard acid is all over the place. Um, Before before I
0: quote Richard Nixon, I wanted to quickly just – this is just my observation – from the footage the little bit of footage that we do have from Alex Jones that they, they were sit, there was a lake am i not is that correct and there yeah. was like people in bleachers yep they were sitting cuz they were in lines yeah. and there was another group across across the lake yep um in front of the owl the owl yep but they were in robes yes the people that were sitting watching they looked like they were in regular clothes
1: from what i could see yes because I saw like baseball hats and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: kind of just normal dude or whatever. Whoever I don't know who it is. Yeah. Um. So, I guess my question is, if you're sitting over here, how do I get? How do I get one of the robes and how do I participate across the lake? Yeah, I mean, that's you know good. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a good question. See, I don't, I don't know. I got all these questions. Yeah. Um. And I don't know how, how invested or how involved these dudes were sitting on the bleachers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were applauding and. And whoa, as soon as they did the thing. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. And anyway,
1: there, there was an article in uh, that Alex Jones documentary where they were talking about all this, where, um, you know, they made it kind of seem like a fluff piece where it was like, oh, you know, these are just some frat boys out having, you know, blowing off steam and having just a good time. And it's all an innocent fun. But when the more you dig into this, it, it seems obvious that. This is, like, the work of, like, some serious, like, occultist stuff. Like, they really knew what they were doing when they put all this cremation of care and stuff together. So, this isn't just, like, frat boys out yeah. messing around. This is serious, well-orchestrated, well-researched stuff.
0: And I'll guarantee you whoever put that piece out was just going to wink, wink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing
1: to see here. Right, exactly.
0: Um, And I think that's because you can find this place. Yeah. You do know that this happens, and they're like...
1: Let's we downplay have,
0: it. Yeah, yeah, let's. Yeah, we, yeah, we're here. We're twenty five thousand a year. We don't care. This is our camp spot. We're chilling, dude. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, Richard Nixon quoted um, during the Watergate tapes in nineteen seventy three. He said, "The Bohemian Grove that I attend from time to time." So he admitted that he does attend. He said, "The Easterners and the others that come there. This is the most faggoty thing you could ever imagine." That San Francisco crowd that goes there, it's just terrible. I mean, I won't shake hands with anybody from San Francisco, end quote.
1: And that's from the Watergate tapes in <laughs> 1973. So, so we have that famous Bohemian Grove photo from 1957, actually, where um, it shows Ronald Reagan, who at the time was just a B-movie actor, right, future president in the 80s, It shows Richard Nixon, who was the vice president under Eisenhower at the time. Um, Gotcha. Yep. So he he was vice president from... Connect the dots, Mike. From 1953 to 1961 under Eisenhower and later became president in uh, 1969. Yep. And so the photo's taken in 57. So he wasn't president yet. Reagan wasn't president yet. And then you also see Glenn Seaborg, who is the Nobel Prize winner in chemistry, who played a pivotal role in the Manhattan Project. And uh, based off some of the writings I was uh, doing in my research, um, it, it said that basically the Manhattan Project was planned, organized, and run from the Bohemian Club. Absolutely. And, and the Manhattan Project is, you know, basically the design of the atomic bombs that we dropped um, right. in, in Japan. So very Hiroshima. interesting stuff. Yep.
0: Yeah. So what you mentioned there, let's just go over three. Uh, three. You said Eisenhower?
1: Yeah, he was he was a member, but he wasn't in the photo I just described. But yes, he was a member. Okay, as
0: well. so he president. Yep. Uh, Richard Nixon. Yep. President Ronald Reagan. Yep. Was there president? Mm-hmm. Who else we got? Uh,
1: Taft, uh, Herbert Hoover, um, all presidents. Uh, tons of people. Dude. Okay. Yeah, b- both Bushes. Bill. Yeah, Cl- but, Yeah, Bill Clinton. You yeah. name it. They're,
0: Later in the show, I got a list of members. Uh, that we probably haven't heard just like last week when we mentioned members of the Illuminati. Yeah. I didn't know George Lucas was on that list, but I'm sure we're going to be shocked. Um, Let's talk real quick about the the original Bohemian Club. It was founded in 1872 by a group of journalists who sought to foster a mutual appreciation of the arts and pursued a romantic, if the hackneyed notion of the artist was a poverty-stricken garret dweller devoted more to his chosen medium than the mundanities of daily life. Interesting. So, although Oscar Wilde was noted to have uh, remarked upon visiting the club in 1882, quote, I never saw so many well-dressed, well-fed, business-looking bohemians in my life, end quote. Mm-hmm. So, there's always been a long-running pretension of artistic patronage, among political figures, enamored with the myth of starving artist, um, as it soon became apparent that the meager salaries of a journalist could be easily bought by both political and industrial funding, the result of that was turn. The result of that, by the turn of the century, the likes of Ambrose Bierce and composer Lewis Glass. Were hobnobbing regularly with the likes of Henry Morgan and William Randolph Hearst. Yep. So eventually, by the forties, uh, owing to frequent visits by uh, such prominent entities as presidents Herbert Hoover, Calvin Coolidge, artists represented for a minute fraction of the Grove's regular visitors with senators, bankers, prominent diplomats, soon came to dominate the booze-soaked discourse and atmosphere and alliances of global significance were forged, plans were laid, and plots were hatched that came to designate Bohemian Grove as less a relaxing weekend getaway as some of the most significant blueprints for social engineering as we know it. Right. Interesting, in 1929, a 40-foot statue of an owl sculpted by noted Armenian-American sculptor and the Grove president. Haig Patagon. Wow. Haig he, he came to serve as the central focus of the Bohemian Grove and has been associated with the most visible emblem of this secretive clique ever since. Most notable, it serves as the backdrop for the Grove's climatic cremation of care. It's a ceremony which dramatic. is the dramatization intended to symbolize a sacrifice of the care's anxiety and, and the worries of the day-to-day existence.
1: Okay. So, so yeah, there's a lot to chew on there. So, yeah, let, let's get into the owl. Let's get into the cremation of care. Um, let's go. So, yeah, let's, let's talk about the owl first. So, there's a lot to read about the owl. Um, so, I'll, um, you know, talk about it from several different perspectives. So, like, when they're talking about, like, this great owl, which is the totem animal of... Bohemia. <laughs> the wisdom. Yeah. They, they say they, it was chosen as the group's symbol primarily because of its mortal wisdom and only secondarily for its discreet silence and nightly prowling. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Yeah. Discreet silence and nightly prowling. Right. Yeah. And we all know that owls are. Ooh, ooh. They do make some sounds, but they, they, they are night creatures, though.
1: They do. Yep. They're sneaky. Um, so, yeah, that that's what I read about the owl. And I also, um, in the Alex Jones documentary and also a few other references, um, a lot of people believe it's a symbol for um, Molech.
0: Moloch, yeah, that's in the Bible. Yep. Old Testament, they used to sacrifice babies to that
1: god. Right. So that kind of ties into what we see in the cremation of care. So in... The cremation of care ceremony, they uh, and you can see this in that documentary that uh, Alex Jones put out in the year 2000, Um, they burn like an effigy of like a small child or baby or whatever it is before the giant owl. Yeah. And when you look into like, you know, what Moloch is and all this stuff, um, that's what people used to do for Moloch. And Moloch has been represented as like a, a giant bull god. And they're they're sort of, you know, twisting that into the giant owl that they're doing it for. But basically, the truth of it is what they're doing is they're reenacting an ancient ceremony that has been in practice, you know, since the days of, you know, the Canaanites and the Babylonians, the ancient world, right? um, where back in those days, they would burn their own firstborn children and sacrifice to Moloch. But now they're, you know, burning an effigy. And From what we see in the documentary, they're just burning an effigy. But um, it is worth noting that Alex Jones was only there; he he did only infiltrate for like five hours. And it is a two week experience, like we just talked about. So who knows what really goes on throughout the entire two weeks, unless you're a member, right? Yep. So, Uh,
0: um, and also they, I read somewhere where they do bring in, uh, sex workers.
1: Yes, I read that. So there
0: is debauchery. There's drunkenness everything that is <laughs> is anti god and what god says hey here's how you should live your life right uh it's all anti that it is and uh to to go on your uh, the effigy they they bring in this uh everybody is wearing hooded robes yep and they bring it in and they're playing this music and they it's is is it like a it's like a um oh, what am i thinking of um a, a stretcher yeah the effigy and the basically it's a child yes it looks it's a dummy of a child they bring it in and the owl actually they have uh vocals which talks to the people yes there's a whole symbolic thing and they have they have flaming torches torches mm. are going yep and the owl actually speaks and there's this whole dialogue yeah and uh and i don't know if if this is at the tail end, of of the two weeks that they're there, or is it the beginning or the middle? It seems like it's kind of a finale. Everybody's waiting to see this this ceremony of 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 care.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: And then there's this huge pyrotechnic uh event that happens kind of across the lake and this thing comes down and just and blows up the child and sets it on fire. Yep. And the I w you know, if we need to, we can go back and get I should have got that. I should have got the actual recordings of what the owl's because you can you can do the um uh, closed caption yeah on uh on the bit shoot video mm-hmm. it's actually is closed caption yeah. i
1: should have yeah, look you, you next week
0: it. i will transcribe that and I'll, I'll do an update and let everybody know exactly what the owl is speaking to the people
1: okay yeah it, it's
0: kind of it's kind of a dialogue of back and forth
1: yeah it's a pretty long dialogue too. yeah i was actually kind of surprised how long the ceremony took because you know it, it did go on for quite a while in that documentary And I was kind of wondering about, like, where in the actual timeline of the two weeks that was taking place. Because, like, when Alex showed up, it kind of seemed like he was arriving with other people. It did.
0: Yeah, you're right. And it it may be the first night.
1: It it could be. Yeah, I don't know.
0: That may may be how they kick it off.
1: It could. And and who knows if they do this multiple times throughout the thing. um, Yeah, you're right. We don't know. Yeah, we have no idea. So this was.
0: And this is why we said this is not secretive because we know what happens. But it is secretive because we don't know. What happens? Right. We know they're meeting, but we don't know the full extent of what's going on. Exactly. We just got small glimpses of pictures, and they keep it secret. Yeah. So that's a problem.
1: Yeah, and like the quote that you read from uh, Nixon. Nixon at the beginning of this, where he's talking about like what he's seen while he's there, and you tie that into you know the sex workers that get brought in. Um, I When I was reading about this, I heard a lot of male prostitutes get brought in, and that is heavily indulged in throughout the entire two weeks. And um, when you kind of like put everything together, Alex Jones also mentioned in his documentary that he was in a place where basically no one could see him and he was filming. And some security came up to him and they're like, hey, why are you filming? What are you looking at? Right. And and, he was
0: overlooking the Russian River.
1: Yeah. And at that moment, um, he started to pay closer attention to like his surroundings. And he realized that there's actually like, you know, wires that were disappearing into trees and, uh, like, um, bays of, you know, closed-circuit television and, like, security booths. Right, and yeah, stuff.
0: he did see that.
1: Yeah, so there's little keyhole cameras put all throughout the Grove where they can kind of see what's going on and the security's working those cameras. Um, so, like, when you kind of put all this into perspective and take a, you know, a 10,000-foot view of what the Bohemian Grove is, it seems like it's likely a place where, like, the true elite that run the world bring in people from, like, the upper echelons of society, make them feel important, you know, devise strategy with them, and then ultimately compromise these people through what goes on at the Grove, through the male prostitution, get get them on camera doing something like that so now that person can be controlled, right? Yes. Yep, so stuff like that is... It, well,
0: you it, mentioned most most of these people that we've mentioned, um, I'm, I'm sure there's tons more, that are actually been presidents of the United States. Yes. So either we're... It's either we're gonna put you in the presidency, um, and we have this on you, so that you will do what we actually want you to do when you get in office. Right. It's it's that, or it's people that hey, I'm gonna be pre. I mean, I'm gonna think I'm gonna run for president. I don't know when Ronald Reagan. He was an actor at the time. Yeah. Who knows when he thought he was gonna run for president? Mm-hmm. But if he was ever there, and then he did run for president. Oh, gotcha.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I got you on
0: hidden camera doing something with this dude back here. What? Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, and it's it, it's really interesting when you look into that, it's sort of like a big honeypot almost, you know, where they can get dirt on you and then uh, control you once you reach the highest levels of the geopolitical structure basically. So it seems like we don't really know if everybody who attends the Bohemian Grove actually enjoys what goes on there, but it, <laughs> but it, it really seems... Apparently like, Nixon didn't. Oh Yeah, apparently he <laughs> didn't, but it really seems like attendance is mandatory to some level if you do wish to be elevated to those highest levels of the power structure, you know? So it, it's really interesting when you look at it from that perspective because that seems like what it is when I was doing my research on this.
0: It's worth noting here, talking about the owl a little bit, Um it has a myriad of different meanings from culture to culture. Now, for the Greeks, the bird was most strongly associated with the figure of Athena, the goddess of, a goddess of wisdom and learning. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now, for cultures like the Egyptians and the Celts, they, the owl represents an, the underworld, the overseer of souls through the subterranean hallways of death. Wow. So we got that going on. Um, there is encampments. Let's see, something here says a term. Hold on. And given many of the top players over the years at Bohemian Grove have been linked to not only the shadowy echelons of power and control, but assassination and wholesale murders under the guise of national wars and an elaborate pre-stage accidents, it is perhaps more fitting that this latter symbolism be kept in mind. Of somewhat curious interest are the encampments, which is a term sometimes found in Masonic and Masonic-derived circles in reference to the gathering of Masons. They found the encampments like at Bohemian Grove, right. like I was talking about. Yep. Um, these are primarily, oh, I don't know how to say that word, par- paratrilineal quarters assigned to participants based on their particular status or field of industry. Oh, okay, so they're, like, putting them in specific areas. So they're temp- typically assigned with self-effacing, F- oh, help me, Lord, or a jovial nickname. For example, the hillbilly camp is assigned to banking, political or media figures, typically with a net worth of excess of $15 million. So they, they, like, split them up. Like, yeah. uh, these, these people are in banking and political. These are going to be hillbilly. So all the camps that are different, they have nicknames for them. Others uh, have included the Owl's Nest for presidents and military uh, defense contractors, Los Angeles, Los Angeles banking and defense contractors. They have a caveman. So there's a caveman camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's education and think tanks, as well as oil companies and the media. Uh, they have a camp called Uplifters, which is like corporate executives. Uh, they have Stowaway. Camp, which is oil companies, big business, and Rockefellers. Here we go with the Rockefellers. Oh, yeah. Uh, We have the Silverado Squatters. That's for big business and defense contractors. Uh, We have the Hideaways, which is think tanks and military defense contractors. Uh, Sempervirens, which is California corporations. It is in these encampments. In 2007, there were some 118 encampments that contracts are forged, Plans are laid in the musk of the cabins reeking of 18-year-old scotch and smug vainglory. Wow. <laughs> so everybody's in their own little camps doing their own little
1: yeah, doing plots their... and planning. Yes. Which, which is a scary thought in and of itself, right? Because as we're digging through these secret societies and stuff, you know, you're coming across all these different, you know, off-the-record meetings of the most powerful people in the world. And we still have a sense that, you know, the people that we elect to government are the ones in control, that we actually have a voice.
0: Yeah, we think they're actually representing us.
1: Yeah, and then you hear about this stuff where it's, you know, the banking elite and, like, all these other people in the, you know, upper echelons of the political world and stuff coming together and meeting for two weeks off the record in the Redwood Forest in California. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh I'm just I'm just combing through some notes here if you've got something
1: else. Yeah, dude. I mean it, it it's kind of weird when you think about it because you have people like governors and presidents and other people with a huge amount of power in the public domain that are likely compromised in some way or another like we mentioned a moment ago. Um and it, it it's just it just really doesn't make me feel very good you know when we when we go through this it, it's a depressing thought that there's all these people with a huge amount of influence that uh have dirt on, people have dirt on them and can basically control them from behind the scenes and if they disobey they'll just release the dirt basically so they yeah do so they do what they're told
0: okay so here here's a quote from an author and a noted grove member, Herman Wook. Okay. Um. Here's a quote. Men can decently love each other. They always have, but women never quite understand. End quote. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. I don't about.
1: know what that means, <laughs> but let, what go, but, on, go on with the quote.
0: But Well, that's the end of the quote. But, okay. <laughs> but a more serious charge has emerged surrounding the club since the 1980s that of many Grove members, predilections for prostitution, particularly of the excessively seedy kind, and you mentioned this earlier, sex workers, it's worth noting both male and female, have told allegations, perhaps graciously, perhaps fearfully, refusing to name names, but in all cases of lavish, s and themed gatherings in the outer reaches of the camp that involved forced degradation, humiliation, and forced injury. Right. Which has left them scarred permanently and afraid for their lives. Yep. So, the, so some of the workers there have have come out and spoken. They didn't name names out of fear, but they have said on the outer outer circles of this two week uh, thing, there's some really seedy stuff going on sexually.
1: Yeah, and I've heard about this S and M and the humiliation stuff that they do, sort of as like, it's sort of like an initiation, like hazing ritual. That it, it seems like when you read about this. That, you know, the true elite people are doing to the people that are going to be promoted, essentially. So, like, a good example of this is, um, you know, since the inception of the Federal Reserve, like, its leadership has largely considered of Bohemian club members. That's a fact. Oh, really? Yes. And Alan Greenspan was actually seen leaving the Bohemian Grove. Illuminati. Only one month prior to his appointment as chairman of the Federal Reserve. So, there you go. So... Chances are... They're all connected. Yeah. So he's, he's going to the Bohemian Grove, probably did something humiliating there that's on camera that someone has. Right. And, you know, he did his part, so now they'll do their part. You're appointed as chairman of the Federal Reserve. Oh,
0: and guess what? Here's how I want you to raise the... Uh,
1: oh, yeah. Here's what here, we're... Here's,
0: yeah, I want you to raise the, the tax rate.
1: Yeah. Here's what we're doing with the interest rates. Here's what we're doing right. with our monetary policy. Uh. So you're going to do what you're told. Otherwise people are going to see this video of you and your life's going to be ruined and you'll probably get assassinated or something. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Yeah. Here is another quote from, okay, here's Herbert. Oh wait, hold
1: on. Let me go back here. This is interesting. And all these quotes are from where it's from that book. You read, right. The book,
0: uh, the most dangerous secret societies in the world. Okay. uh,
1: From James Jackson.
0: Um, Let's see. This is uh, apparently throughout America. In his memoirs, former president and Freemason, uh, Herbert Hoover states that after then-president Calvage Coolidge's... Calvage Coolidge's...
1: Calvin Coolidge.
0: Calvin! (laughs) Calvin! (laughs) Uh, His announcement that he would not run for a second term in 1927, um, Herbert Hoover quoted a hundred men, editors, publishers, public officials, and others from all over the country who were at the Grove came to my camp demanding that I announce my candidacy,
1: Interesting. end quote. Interesting. So
0: they do have – he was at a camp, so people came to his little camp. The following summer, the Republican Party unanimously – I screwed that word up, whatever uh, – supported Hoover's bid for president. A tenure which saw the development of the Council on Foreign Relations – What? Yeah. I did not know that. CFR? I did not know that. And we're going to do a show on the Council of Foreign Relations, and it came from the dang Grove. Yep. From Herbert Hoover getting into
1: office. Right. All planned. Wow.
0: Uh, Most notably, the candidacies of Nixon, Reagan, and George H.W. and George W. are alleged to have found their initial support within the clustering encampments of the Bohemian Grove. And more recently, California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger entry into the fray of state politics was secured by a raunchous crowd of supporters from various encampments. Wow. Arnold. 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 <laughs> uh, here's a good one. 1991, the Grove elected one of its keynote speakers, former German Chancellor Helmut Schmidt. I've heard of that name. I have not. Helmut Schmidt. Schmidt, a public and unapologetic member of the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, an enthusiastic participant in the Bilderberg conferences, sparked controversy in the 1960s and 70s when it was revealed that he was a former member of the Nazi Hitler Youth Party. Of course. Adding to the Luciferian specter of Bohemian Grove, Schmidt's wife's nickname is Loki. Oh boy. Dude. <laughs> Which Loki is the same name as the mythological deity equated to Satan in dramatic mythology. I didn't know that. I just thought it was um the Norse mythology. Thor's brother.
1: That's what I thought as well.
0: But I guess he's in German he's in German mythology too. Had no idea. Equated to Satan. Which makes sense because he's a he's a mischiever. Uh, what's me- what makes this association all more curious reports in the 1970s that one regular Grove attendee was a charming but unrepentant former Nazi who drove around in a Jeep that had the decal, decal of Rommel's campaign to Africa affixed to his bumper. A palm tree surmounted by a swastika. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Rumor has had it that then-President Gerald Ford, in an uncharacteristic move of common sense, forced the gentleman to remove the offending bumper sticker. Not surprisingly, wherever the threat of exclusivity and secrecy raises its head, the last name Rockefeller appears. Of course it does.
1: It definitely does.
0: The Bohemian Grove is certainly no exception. Since the 1920s, the Rockefeller family have been a long-standing contributor to the atmosphere of the Grove's gatherings, and the names of both directors and junior levels of the Rockefeller-derived institutions and foundations remain some of the Grove's most cherished key players.
1: Yep. Which, yeah, we just got into that a little bit. We sure did. Oh, if you want to get promoted, this is the place where it happens.
0: (sighs) Here's what, here's what, since I read the, um, well, since I watched the, uh, the documentary with Alex, and I watched this other one on the History Channel called uh, uh, Decoded. Yep. Uh, where there was three, uh, three, three groups of people that tried to get into the Grove, and they actually reached out to Alex to find out how he did it because they got, they got stopped at the front gate, mm-hmm. and they showed cameras in trees. You know, you could see the camera. They weren't hidden, but I'm sure there's hidden cameras. Uh, but they do have security cameras, and a security guard came up to them, And told them that they were um, not allowed to go any further. And uh, where they were standing currently and where they were at the gate, they were considered trespassing. And they asked them, well, who, I mean, who owns the, what what are you doing? He said, this is a private, this is a private, this is private property. Yep. And he said, who do you work for? He said, I work for the owner. Security guard said, I work for the owner. Mm -hmm. So the owner name was never listed. And when you own property, that's public information. Okay. I would like to know the actual owners. Because I mentioned earlier the guy that did the stone. He said he was the the founding member, but I don't know if he actually owns the property. So it's somebody Probably owned, not, I would guess. Somebody owns this property. Yeah. Um, and it's um, I'm not sure how large it is. It's grown over the years. They've 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 actually purchased more land so they can have this entire grove.
1: I've heard 2,700 acres. Thank
0: you. 2,700 acres. Um, Somebody owns that property, and the security guard said, I work for the the people that own it. And then immediately, the local sheriff, two sheriff's card pulled up. So they were immediately contacted. Wow, okay. It was that fast. Yeah. The sheriffs were there. So, and then they pulled off because they they weren't going to They didn't want to get arrested for trespassing. And that's when they reached out to Alex like, okay, we know Alex Jones infiltrated this in 2000. Yeah, How did he get in? Can we do the same thing? Right. So that's when they went down the Russian River, land on the embankment, and went to the – they got separated, and two of them got arrested because I I guess the security – people saw them because they have cameras everywhere even though they do this two weeks a year in mid-summer mid-july uh-huh they security is well enforced throughout 365 days yeah it it doesn't you can't just get in there and and they're just yeah in the off season you can't yeah yeah it's they're there full-time security is on i'm just curious of who the owner is yeah i need to look that up that is public information
1: yeah, so I'm wondering if it's, you're just going to find a person's name or if you're going to find, like, an LLC or something, like some Right, a company. corporation. Yeah, um, pr- pretty interesting stuff. So um, when I was doing my research on the origins of the Bohemian Grove, I found um, some of the stuff that you mentioned, how it kind of started as, like, you know, these... Um, the Journalists. Yeah, these writers and these artists and stuff that sort of wanted to break away from you know, what they were seeing in society and stuff like that, like the Christian values or whatever that they were seeing from uh, society. And I also heard that um, the way like a lot of the big money started entering was from some of those wealthy families from the gold rush. So the gold rush happened in 1848, I think. Uh, Yeah, 1848. And some of these, you know, families that made a ton of money during the gold rush, became some of the early Bohemian Grove members and brought the big money to the table. So I found I thought that was really interesting. That is interesting. Yes. Yep.
0: The gold rush.
1: Yeah. So a lot of those wealthy families back then and um another interesting point that I came across was um I can't remember who who it was, but they were working as a librarian in the Grove for the Bohemian Club. And really? apparently they have a bunch of secret texts that cannot leave the Grove. So there's a library there that only club members can read. We don't know what's in any of these books. And they cannot leave the Grove at all. The books must remain. So it's a... Oh, really? Yeah, it's very interesting stuff. So it that that's another recurring theme that you see when you start diving into these um, secret societies is they all kind of seem to have their secret texts and their secret, you know, yeah. hand signals and stuff.
0: Hand signals,
1: shakes. Yeah. Um. One of the things, did did you come across this? Like um, a lot of the Grove members will do that like devil horn uh, hand signal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the one that you. Like Ronnie James Dio? Yeah, like the one you see in like heavy metal and scenes and stuff like we'll that. They'll do that? Yeah, <clears throat> yep. Yeah, cuz like whenever you see like a politician doing that, they're like, "Oh, Grove." <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Grove. Grove. I'm looking here at the map. I'm trying to find that lake they were on. I I wish I could see it cuz I turned uh Street View on, and I can see wh- the the road that comes in. I see
1: the I think it's a man-made lake. I think it's a reservoir actually. And look, this looks like the parking lot right here.
0: That Alex was Remember the the documentary? Yeah. Look at that. It looks like a parking lot right there. Anyway, hey, I know for our listeners, I'm looking at a map. So if you just go Google Bohemian Grove and turn on uh, the 3D view, you can zoom in and uh, this looks like a parking lot. And then right here it says private retreat set in Redwoods. There's a building structure here. Yep. Cars. Um, I'm looking. See, I was trying to see if I could see the owl. Definitely. Owl's head. But it's it's like the road ends. like, road ends here, you can't see anything in this forest, man. It is
1: yeah. I th- it is dense. I think we're not going to be able to see the man-made lake. We're not going to be able to see the... Yeah, you the, can't even see the lake the, here. The owl in there. Yeah, because redwoods are super tall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you're not going to be able to see the 40-foot owl there. And um, that's probably by design. You know, even if you could, I bet you they would scrub it on, on the Google Maps. Oh, yeah. For sure. They do that. They do that, for for sure. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so just really interesting stuff when you see, like, all these, like, occult um, ceremonies and stuff. The ones that, like, you know, you trace back into the ancient world and um, always seem to have these, like, bloodlines that we talked about in the Illuminati. Like, yeah, they're obsessed with this stuff. Yeah. They really are. So, it, it's going to be a recurring theme. We're, pro- we're probably going to talk about it more as we continue on with this series, but... Yeah, it's just very interesting.
0: Look, it all ties over. Like you mentioned, a lot of these people are in the Illuminati. Yeah, and they're in the Grove, right? So we talked about last week in the Illuminati, where there's no. Um, it is Illuminati is more secret than than the Grove. Yes, uh, because there is no official membership. There's no official, um, you know, people taking notes at meetings. Uh, they don't meet anywhere. There's no meetings of the quote Illuminati. It's just I think the Grove is a spot for the Illuminati, whether they're in the Illuminati or not. This is a spot where they can meet in secret. Yeah, and, yep. and do and do and do whatever they want to do.
1: Yep. Um, De- definitely one of them. I'm sure there's more secretive meetings that people don't even know about that the Illuminati uh, are involved in. But you know, we can only speculate, right? Because Those have got to be, you know, the most secretive things ever, probably at like a Rothschild mansion or something. Right. You know, I see
0: all of their names in here. Uh, Rothschild. Um, One of the Bohemian Grove's honorary president was uh, Daniel Coit Gilman. He was both a Freemason uh, and a founder of the Russell Trust Association, the official trustees of the Skull and Bone Society. The Russell, chapter
1: seven. The Russell bloodline was one of the Illuminati family.
0: See? Gaylord Freeman, both the most prominent member of the Freeman bloodline of the Illuminati. Yep. That, we, that this book explored in chapter three. He was uh, as well um, the alleged head of the Priory of Sion. That's probably another secret society I don't know about. Um, he was regularly attending the Grove starting in the late 30s. James Wolfeson, former president of the World Bank Group and close ally of, guess who?
1: Rothschild. Rothschild
0: Dynasty, um, whom when once asked about the downside of globalization was quoted as saying, with all the forces making our world smaller, it's time to change our way of thinking to realize we live in one world and not many different worlds. He was another figure. Uh, who has been known to enjoy certain cartel blanche at the tables of Bohemian Grove. Stephen Betchel, I've heard of that name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the Octagarian heir to the Bechtel Corporation, a civil engineering firm specializing in nuclear power and having almost exclusive ties to the Rothschild-funded projects and think tanks. Uh, he's another grand old... Guard legacy member, once or one who has been known to perform in various skits organized by the Bohemian Grove officers in full drag, alongside such variable figures of Republican politics as Casper Weinberg and James Baker. I did hear about that too. They'll they'll dress up in drag because yeah. there's no women here. Yes, of course you can get the sex workers come in, but they'll dress up in drag, um, and that's probably another thing they got on them. Yeah, I got you in drag. That's right part of the
1: humiliation, for sure. I got you in
0: drag here,
1: because, like, let's say, in the public eye, you're a totally normal guy. You know, you you're married. You got a kids. You got you your got family, a family. Yeah. And then, let's say you step out of line or something, and all of a sudden there's video of you dressed in drag at Bohemian Grove doing whatever. Yeah, right? whatever. Yeah. And
0: and you're you're like almost like, I'm against um trans whatever gay rights and. And LGBT. But hey, well, I got you in drag over here. What are you talking about? Yeah, totally flip flop you around.
1: Yeah, look, you're a big hypocrite. Yeah, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> um, I'm gonna read real quick. Um, the dangers. Here's the danger. So everybody's thinking, okay, what's the big deal? These boy frat boys out here doing blowing up effigies, uh, speaking to Bill, big stone owls. What's the big deal? Well, when it's all said and done, it's easy for the rational incredulous observer to dismiss many of the more creative implications of the Bohemian Grove phenomenon. Say an annual gathering of reptilian overlords, involved, I love that you put the reptilian overlords, involved in international human sacrifice trafficking trades as nothing more than a regular convoluted flight of fancy. But it's Even more easy to throw out the proverbial baby out with the bathwater and calmly dismiss Bohemian Grove as mere the boys-only beer blowout, backed by bizarre and elaborate scenery and an obscene display of personal wealth and arrogance. The alleged Satanism of Bohemian Grove, if it it exists at all, is but a mere metaphor for the blood-laden trail left behind by greed, omniscient authority, and globalization. Its cultists are hard. Its cultists are hardly hooded diabolic, diabolist. I can't read out of poorly scripted horror film. But the same power brokers and puppet masters who have served Erebus in all its twisted forms, wherever two or more are gathered in my, in my name, is what the Lord said. I am there in their midst. This quote from Matthew eighteen twenty is as accurate for the hordes of the world elite. Only the God of the elite is neither Christ, Jehovah, Allah, or even Lucifer. It is mammon, and its legions are indeed many. So he's, this, this writer is talking about the, it's greed that brings everybody to this, this grove.
1: Okay. Who's, who's mammon?
0: Mammon is money. Oh, okay. The God of money. Well, the Lord said, you, you, either, you can't serve both me and mammon. And he was saying it was money. I see. Um, Because, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. That's true. Um, I'll throw it to you. You got any more research? Uh, I've got a list of members that we can go over. Just list a few of them. That's a huge list. It is. Yeah, go for it. Um, Let's see here. Let me start with uh, Newt Greenwich. Greenwich? (laughs) Greenrich? Do you know about that? Former Speaker of the House?
1: Yeah, I know about Newt Gingrich. Dick Cheney? Oh, yeah.
0: William Buckley? I don't know them. Uh, Colbert Caldwell from nope. the Caldwell Banker. Oh, uh, the TV host, Art Linkletter. Okay. Clint Eastwood. Okay, wow. Uh, George Soros. Obviously. No shocker there.
1: Absolutely no shocker there.
0: Uh, Secretary of State, Colin Powell.
1: Okay. Makes sense. Wow.
0: George Schultz, former Singapore Prime Minister, Lee Kuan you... Oh, somebody from Hewlett
1: Packard, founder David Packard. Yep, he's in there. Titans of industry. Yep, you're going to see those. Nixon,
0: Secretary of State uh, Robert McNamara. 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 Thank you. Yep. Warren Christopher. He used to be a a Bilderberg attendee. Donald Rumsfeld.
1: Yep. And I see Alan Greenspan's name yeah. there. Yeah, we know, we know. his. <laughs> yep. We
0: Greenspan. Uh, who else we got? Oh no, not Ray Crock. For McDonald's?
1: I guess so, dude. Oh,
0: man. It's in the food.
1: Dude, that actually makes total
0: sense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, look at this. There's a former Naval Secretary and the member of the 9-11 Commission, John F. Lehman.
1: Okay, wow. See?
0: See what I'm saying? Yeah. That guy, he's on the commission?
1: Lehman. Okay. I
0: mean, we went over that with with how the commission report was just bunk. Absolutely. It's just like the Warren Commission. All these people that get together, just like the January 6th Commission, yeah. they come together and make up this report. It's just a bunch of bull, dude.
1: It is. And kind of tying into that um, paragraph that you read right before we started listing off these names. So it also bears the similarity of what we talked about, like with the Masons, right? Like the Masons, you know, has that outer representation, right. of, you know, just kind that of like outer circle. Yeah. The, you know, the good guys in society that do good things. And then the inner core is something horrible and secretive and composed of the elite luciferians of the world similar here with the bohemian grove right so they have that whole facade of you know this is just you know we're just just, letting off steam yeah this is just the rich frat boys out there just goofing around in the woods that's all it is and yeah they might do some weird ceremony but you know it's all in good fun but Really, what's going on in the inner core of it is this seems to be sort of like a an initiation or f- hazing ritual that they do to new people that they, you know, to promote into the upper echelons of um, the geopolitical power structure.
0: I wonder if, see how we, we just got this list. I wonder if there's like people that we know that's going to get added. Like who's next on the list? Uh, what I- about Bill Gates?
1: he's got to be dude yeah
0: is it is it been 15 years
1: i i know he has been in a lot of these other groups that we're talking about like we're going to talk about um i think uh the Bilderberg group next week if i'm not wrong on that uh i believe he's one of them and we'll talk about it like when we actually get to bilderberg but a lot of these people in bilderberg it's basically those those people are like mouthpieces for the illuminati basically so, like, when Julius Caesar would, he would send people to go speak on his behalf to, like, other people. Like, when, yeah. you, when you look throughout history, there's plenty of examples of this. And that's essentially what the Bilderberg are. They get their marching orders from the, you know, the bloodlines that run the whole show. And then they take it to the next level.
0: Um, I was just going to mention two more names. Federal Prosecutor Kenneth Starr. Okay. I don't
1: know who that is. Piece of garbage.
0: Uh, Supreme Court Justice Antonine Scalia. That's kind of surprising. That is surprising. Yeah. I thought he was on our
1: side. Cuz uh, yeah, Scalia, I know he's like a really like originalist guy based off what I know about him, so he he, he interprets the constitution and, as And where do they written. get this list? I don't know. So I'm not sure if they have um some public record of the Bohemian Club membership, but I know a lot of books have been written about the topic and some people do have knowledge about membership and obviously there's some photos out there that Prove some of it, but right. Um,
0: so if you got a photo and you're like you said, you had you saw the photo of Reagan.
1: Yeah, if have, you're
0: there sitting at a table, yes, you've got to be a member. Yeah, because you can't, you just can't get in there. Exactly. Oh, that's so weird.
1: Yep, and you know Alan Greenspan, you know he, he he's been seen actually. So some of it could be eyewitness testimony that you know the, these people worked with the journalists and stuff that wrote the books on Bohemian Grove because there's a ton of books out there. It's Something a lot of people have spent a long time researching. So, um,
0: I think it's uh, like every s- secret society that we're going to cover. So far, we've done Masons, Illuminati. Yeah, this is a place for those people to meet. It seems like it. It right.
1: Yeah. It really. So does. if
0: you're not a part of that, you, you if you go here and you are rich and powerful, like some of these names, I don't know if Reagan was a part of the Illuminati, but if if you if you became a member of the Bohemian Club. It's it's not far fetched that somebody would come to you and go, hey, look, you need to join, you need to join the Illuminati, right? Here, drink this chalice.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> this it, will
0: make you feel better.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say because, like we said earlier, like we're not sure if everyone who attends is really like fully on board with what goes on, but it's sort of like a an initiation process that's going on. Um, so yeah, it's it's really interesting stuff, man. It is. It's fascinating, honestly.
0: Uh, I think this was a good uh, a good kickoff for their third installment, Bohemian Club. Uh, I guess the question of the day is, are you a member of the Bohemian Club? Or are you yeah. on the waiting list? So, our, in your listeners, if you're on the waiting list, I'll put that. And our poll will be, how tall is the owl?
1: I wonder how you even get on the waiting list.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs>
1: is there a website? I don't know.
0: Like, you sign up? Well, like you said, it has to be invitation. So, yeah. somebody's going to get the secret letter in the mail with this weird seal on it yeah i guess you're and and it's going to be you're invited to this and you like very you know pay us twenty five thousand dollars, and you can come talk about this wow you know what i'm talking about
1: it's interesting stuff man it really anyway
0: i know i'm not a member but we're covering here the bohemian club guys i hope you enjoyed that um if you if you were listening to this show on um on youtube i appreciate you listening um Hold on, i got a script for this. If you're listening on YouTube and like this episode, please like, share, and subscribe and leave a comment. Of course, we're banned on YouTube, so go to Rumble and do the same thing. Subscribe, follow over there, and leave a comment. If you're listening on one of the other platforms, uh, please follow and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Um, If you did not like this episode, I thank you for listening this long, and tune in next week when when you you might hear hear Byron say, say, I don't have any monkey underwear.